Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, perhaps we should split up to cover more ground. <laughs> oh, God, no. Two paths, an even number of us. Do you split up? <laughs> Ross is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of drooling a little. I'm down for anything, but I know I just cannot keep still any moment longer. So whoever wants to come with me... <laughs> Is more than welcome to, and she's like playing with her dagger. <laughs> the captain will certainly accompany you because, if nothing else, he fears that whoever's in that room may need to be protected from you as much as you from them. <laughs> and as, as Captain Stone kind of pairs off with Miss Radcliffe, uh, Emma will look over at James. 
Well, right then, fine. Let's go. <laughs> it's, it's a little forward, Miss Wentworth, but okay. <laughs> Don't flatter yourself, sir. <laughs> As he's reeking of oysters. <laughs> Oh, yes, Miss Wentworth, don't let yourself be seen with him, of course. <laughs> Captain John and Miss Radcliffe, knee Meadows, knee Razzleby, are uh, presented with a hallway, and there's a door all the way at the end. There's a door to your left, and there's a door to your right. You've got three doors. All of them are shut, and um, you can roll a spot hidden to see if you see anything else. Why not? Yeah, I'll roll a spot hidden. Oh my. I think there's a fumble, right? It's got a 99. <laughs> I see Captain Stone looking and I'm like, oh, yes, 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 we should look. And I'm like next to the banister, like looking at the dust upon it. <laughs> I think the captain is too busy looking at Miss Radcliffe in alarm to notice anything else. <laughs> Okay, great. Yes, you don't see... It, it's just an anonymous hallway. One door's as good as another. Well, the nearest one, I assume. Yes, first door. Great. The nearest one would be the one on your right. It's great. You go and you open and the door creaks open. Miss Butley, hello. And you are looking into a room and there is a desk at the far end of it there are what look like oriental rugs kind of piled in the center the main feature is this desk and there are like stacks of uh books lining the wall not shelved but just kind of piled and here you can see on the desk there's just like coated in candle wax clearly someone is up here studying burning the literal midnight oil and there's wax pouring down the sides of this desk. There's there's lamps and, and candles here and there. And uh, that's what you see when you first enter. I suppose I'll pick one of these books up and just get some idea of what it is that this person was studying. The first book that you come up with, it's it seems quite old. You open the, the front cover and there's an ex libris stamp for Budley. You turn to the, the title page. And it's a translation of an Arabic book by Muhammad al-Hakam, and it is called The Watchers. Hmm. I have no idea what this is, Miss uh, Meadows. Can you read? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I am familiar with what a book is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting. But but the purpose of this book does rather elude me. And are, are you familiar at all with uh, with Arabic or the Middle East at all? Alas, no, no. I have not made it off this aisle. Hmm. If you wanted to roll in here like library use, <laughs> perhaps, you might be able to find something more apropos. Uh, sure. Can I look? Is there anything of value that's dealable in here? <laughs> or anything you could snort, maybe. <laughs> Why don't you roll spot hidden? Okay. <laughs> two more luck points to make that a success. <laughs> That's amazing. Always off by two. It's always off by two. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. So I'll deal with that first. Your success, and then I'll... Well, did your library use roll yield anything, Captain Johnstone? 
Oh, God, no. As soon as the captains realise <laughs> none of them are anything to do with military history, he's lost interest. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, with your failure, I mean, you, you can see that it's not military history. It's a lot of books about Arabic language historians. You're just peeling back, like, The Watchers, The Language of Angels, A Meadow of Sable, A Sky of Emptiness. Like, as you, you open to a random page and you see, like, Peace be upon him, the watchers came, presented gifts to the kings and judges, a generation of golden ones rose up, and with them also great suffering that the people despaired, and you like slam it shut and off to the next. Uh, yes, I, I never had any taste for poetry. <laughs> and as you are like pulling open drawers, perhaps in this desk, uh, Mr. Radcliffe, one of the drawers is like jammy, and you get the sense that something is tucked on the top of the drawer that's kind of arresting its its passage. I'm going to use the tip of my dagger to try and sort of wedge in there and kind of, you know, make some space. Something quite heavy slams to the bottom of this drawer. Oh, jackpot, which we say all the time in this era. <laughs> <laughs> As Jane Austen often used to say, uh, jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open up the drawer. And uh, appear inside. There is a a package about twelve inches by six inches. It's not like a perfect square or a, a rectangle. It's uneven, wrapped up in canvas, dark oilcloth kind of material that is just tumbled to the bottom of this drawer. Ooh. I'm going to reach in and grab it and sort of just like quietly unwrap it to see what this is. As you unwrap it, uh, Captain John, can you make a listen roll? Uh, probably not, but we can try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Did, did guys, did you guys put points in anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, yeah, looking at my character sheet, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have library use. It's my only skill. All right. It's all right. Okay. So no, um, when the sound of that, of that thing hitting the, the drawer happens, that's, that's all you heard. The, the cloth comes off and you're looking now, Mr. Radcliffe, at something that looks like for a second, you think, You'd recognize this because a lot of people would recognize this. It looks like you're looking at a stone and there's writing on the stone. There's three columns of writing on the stone. Yeah. One of the columns seems to be in Egyptian hieroglyphs. And even if you're not educated, you might know based upon news of the Rosetta Stone that there's like a column of Coptic a column of Greek. Uh. But you can feel on the other side that there's writing on the obverse side of this as well. And there you see three other columns of writing. And these are languages that you don't recognize. One of them is hieroglyphic. It's pictographic, but the pictures don't seem to relate to anything that is familiar to you. And the other is, is jagged and sigil-like. And the third is the depth of the punctures into the stone, as you look at it, seem to correlate with tones, as if like the depth of whatever stylus was used to bore into this thing was in a way like 
telling you how this could be intoned. And you don't know how you know this, but somehow just looking at it, you know it. And you know that a human mouth could not make these sounds and <laughs> roll sanity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you, I've seen some shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, it's, it's just a, this appears to be a, a stone someone has whittled away at. Mm-hmm. How odd. And for the acquisitive uh, Miss Radcliffe, you know one other thing, that unlike the Rosetta Stone, the writing in this is inset with silver. And so in, in, oh. in, uh, in the candlelight of uh, the captain's candle, it shimmers and shines. All right. Well, perhaps this will have a little value. Then I'll just, you know, tuck it away. Oh, I will put it where my brandy bottle used to be. <laughs> it is a ch- it's a chunky piece, so uh, quite quite hefty. But that goes in your in your garter, I guess. And... Yes, <laughs> strap it in. Uh, great. Um, so James Pym and Emma Wentworth, you walk to that into the darkness of that hall. Oh God, we've got the candelabra, haven't we? <laughs> I do wish we'd asked for one of those candles from the, from the captain, the dear captain. It's a, it's quite dark here. Um, yeah. You hear uh, a thud from the from where your friends went uh, as a oh. as a piece of stone strikes wood, and you can make a spot hidden over here. Should we check on them as we're rolling? I'm sure if it were something bad, they would have screamed. Ah, good point. <laughs> Uh, maybe? I don't know. Let me see here. Nah. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to spend 11 points of luck. Great. I am swimming in luck. <laughs> I just have no other skills. You see that there's a layer of, of dust on the floor that seems to, that is catching some of the ambient light that trickles in from below. And you can see that there is a portion that has been swept clean as if a portion of the wall itself has swung outward like a door to sweep it. Mm. And so you get the sense that there's a portion of this wall that you could jimmy open and that would reveal a, a passage way somewhere. And, and he's going to call uh, Miss Wentworth in on this. Look, look at this, Miss Wentworth. Look, look at the dust here. Do you, do you suppose they're hiring? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hiring are seeking employment, so that yes, it's so dusty in these chambers, the 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 west side. But this spot here is clean. Do you see it? I do see it. Perhaps we can revisit the issue of employment later and focus on mm. a more interesting takeaway, which, as you pointed out, seems like this wall might swing out. It might open. Can I start looking at the wall to see if there's like an obvious way to? No, I could I could wedge the scissors into the wall and oh, how about it? And you you jimmy it open and it begins to swing outward from the wall, and you're looking into a dark room. Feels like we do need a candle for this. We didn't see any potential light source. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we go back and get the others. Let's say that there's a like um. Next to you, there is there are some candles like in a holder, nice. like burned most of the way down. But you could, you could get one of these going like a little lamp. Amazing, conveniently here, so that we can continue without getting everybody back together. Great, great, great. Uh, yeah, light one of the candles if possible. <laughs> there we go. You shine light into this room, and there are no windows. It is long and relatively bare. It looks as though there's a little pallet 
in one portion of it. Mm. And as your light swings around, you see that there are some dolls on the floor. And, no. And uh, <laughs> piled <laughs> up looking at you. Some of them are porcelain. <laughs> some of them are stitched. Oh. They become more and more handmade. As your light moves down, you can see that they go from being like uh, puppets of very uh, pristine make <laughs> with with maybe eyelids that would open and close to ones that look like as they've been stitched by hand. And your light falls upon one that has like a cluster of six spider-like eyes all in a <laughs> all in a just a gnarl on the side of its head. You can you can roll sanity for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't need to after seeing creepy friggin' dolls? Mr. Pym's torn because he's an amateur ventriloquist, so he's a little excited at the same time. <laughs> Jeez. I, I did pass sanity as well. Okay. So I think the excitement is really pushing that, that fear back. And you did you also pass sanity, Emma Wentworth? Yes, yes, I, um, I did pass sanity. They're just dolls. It's fine. They're just dolls. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, the floor in here, is it kind of like as dusty as the floor out there? Or does it feel like this room has had more recent use? It definitely looks as though it's had more recent use. Hmm. Oh, James just wants to show off a little bit for Miss Wentworth. So could he grab the nearest doll and do just a little bit of a ventriloquism act? Oh, boy. <laughs> going to touch one of the dolls? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one up, and I just want to be like, uh, Miss Wentworth, may I have this dance? <laughs> no. What, what? Without, without my lips moving. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, I do have a number for that, too, if you'd like me to roll. Go for it. For ventriloquism? Roll, roll your ventriloquism. I do. I have 50. <laughs> oh, I'm spending. Aww. I'm spending luck. <laughs> I'll spend 15 points. Fair. Appropriate. <laughs> we'll say that this room is long enough to where, like, the back portion of it is almost com is completely in shadow. Mm -hmm. May I have this dance, you say? It bows. What is your reaction to this, Emma Wentworth? James, that is unbelievably off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but realistic, no? Um. What's that sound? It's the sound of wood and leather on on cloth. It's coming from the far end of the room. I, I can throw my voice, but I didn't do that. And as you turn and put your light up, you see, and you would recognize, of course, Emma, breaking out of the darkness, suddenly coming into the guttering light of your candle, is the face of Charlotte Budley. And it is hanging slack. <gasps> Her body appears to be held up. The toes are scraping on the floor. Oh, no. Oh. She is dangling, limp. Lifeless. Charlotte? Her mouth opens and closes. May I 
I'm happy to roll another sanity if you'd like. And then also obviously going to shoot at Charlotte. Obviously going to like, the gun is going to be shot. Yeah. This is your cocaine friend? <laughs> oh, I failed. Oh, I failed too. Yeah. Oh, oh. finally. Okay, great. Nice. <laughs> How exciting. That's that's fun, that is. So that's a... Ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Who is that? Is that both of us? Oh. <laughs> that's a five points of sanity loss for both of you. Rad. That that re- require an intelligence roll, yes? Yes. Because that's five points from a single source. Oh. How the fuck do I have high intelligence? This is very disappointing because <laughs> I'm going to likely pass this. Oh, no. But you want to fail, right, on your intelligence? You want to fail. Oh, I did fail. I rolled a 99. <laughs> I don't know if this matters, but I did get a hard success. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's even worse. I really understand what's going on. Yeah. Jeez. So um, you don't comprehend this, James Pym. You, uh, uh, right, because you failed your intelligence roll. I did. You, you take your sanity loss, but you, it's like a vent... Ventriloquist to ventriloquist. There's yeah, it's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> Perhaps there's just something comforting in this, where you're able to just best like best I've ever seen. It's <laughs> not. It was so good. It's driving me mad. <laughs> wow, a fellow tra- a fellow practitioner. Ah, the arts. And but Emma Wentworth, you 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 all too well comprehend that there. If, if there is a puppet in front of you, then there is something controlling the puppet. And also that Charlotte Budley is quite deceased. Um, and something is in this room with you. And it is, att- and is communicating with you through her. And it is horrible to comprehend. Amazing. How, how do you think this begins to manifest for you? What, a, what, what is this underlying psychological issue is this playing on for you? I think that the whole idea of women being property and and um, tools and kind of puppets in that way, just in general in society, I think there's kind of like a a deep sense of like injustice. It's why she's she's like willing to like play the game, but kind of also be manipulating and like working outside of it. And I think that the idea that there's something big enough and powerful enough to do that to like see that societal thing made real and and grotesque and and just like horrifying um i think is like bending her in a way that she is just not uh, able to to handle i love that so let me say that maybe you you are suddenly struck often with the sense that not just she this the dead body of charlotte budley is a puppet but that everyone's a puppet, <laughs> that there is a grand puppeteer out there unseen pulling everyone's strings. Is anyone really in control of anything? Are we doomed to just play out these roles that society's strings jerk us into place to do? Where all of us just marionettes dancing on a string. In a way, it's funny, isn't it? And... <laughs> Charlotte's body recedes back into the shadows after bowing stiffly to you and just slides back. I think Emma's gonna chase after the body, <laughs> sliding back. <laughs> Great. <laughs> nice. Go for it. Wait. 
come back. Um, I think Pistol's still kind of like pointing in like in the direction that she's walking. You walk out of the aurora of the candle into darkness and you feel suddenly against you the, the cold body of Charlotte. Your hands bear her weight now as they run up her very wet back and your hand Ugh. goes into the back of her skull where it has been hollowed out, where something no! had its, whatever digits it had inside her, puppeteering her. Make another sanity roll. Oh yeah, let's let's get it done here. Uh, I passed that one. <laughs> that part was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could it be because like, as she's reaching her hand in and she kind of like puts her hand where somebody else's, you know, where, where like the control was happening otherwise. Yeah, like she regains a sense of her own like agency. Like this is something she wants to be, she doesn't want this done to her, but she wants to be kind of like a part of whatever is going on in terms of the control aspect of it. <laughs> oh my God. Miss Wentworth. And you hear in front of you in the darkness just. <laughs> like just popping plosive strange. And it sounds as though it's a voice. Did you say Pim? <laughs> Not now, James. And then uh, suddenly a hand closes around your face, Emma Wentworth. Except it's not a hand, because there's too many fingers for it to be one. But you just feel bone and flesh enclose you. And one of them is slipping up your nose. <laughs> Can I, I would, ah! as, as I feel that, I think I, I will, I like, kind of, like, close my eyes and, like, not submit, but kind of not fight it. Um, and say, <laughs> I could be of use to you. <laughs> Great. Um, roll luck, uh, James Pym. Okay. God. Uh, 44's my number. Aren't you glad you spent all those points on that ventriloquism roll? You, you got this. Ooh, 18. Oh. Well, I did get a hard success. Suddenly there's a little, little strange change in the atmosphere. Your candle gutters. And for a second, as the light changes, you see back in the room there is a little opening, an aperture in the back of the room that seems to be prized out between a couple of the boards in the wall. And into it for a second, you see the smiling face of Emma Wentworth with something dark (laughs) trailing from her nostril, moving back into the darkness, smiling at you. And, uh, (laughs) but you're lucky, so your light does not go out. Um, (laughs) Back in the office... Um, yeah. What would you like to do now that you've got your precious stone attached to your thigh? Yeah, I think Captain Stone's got bored of the books. He's just stood there going, going through them one after another, tossing them over his shoulder after as he gets bored with each one. Yes, well, you know, Miss Budley's not here, so should we check the next room? Uh, yes, yes, I, I think so. Uh, uh, great, so you're going across the hall or to the end of the hall? Um, What's the next closest door? The one directly across, I suppose. Okay, yeah, then let's do that one. Yes, but but if this one's full of books as well, we'll move on to the next one. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's full of fucking books. Oh, no. <laughs> oh same old, same old. All right, I'll just uh, don't look, Captain, don't look. I wouldn't want your 
poor eyes to have to look upon books once more. <laughs> no, no. And let's move on. <laughs> the thing is, it is it is full of it is full of books. There are more books here, but more to the point. <laughs> as you look in, there's like a little uh, mattress in the center. Oh. There, and there's papers kind of strewn all around, not just the books. Yeah. Oh, it looks like someone was living in this area. How strange. That is rather troubling. Uh, I I wonder, I, as I was saying before about not wanting to gossip, I, I do rather get the oh, impression... You must get that out of your head. <laughs> yes. We welcome gossip. I, I, do, I do rather get the impression that the Budley family is rather larger than they've been letting on, that there is perhaps a, a black sheep. Uh, there the, the was a, a twin brother born to young Alexander, who... Oh, my. It sounds like was perhaps aberrant in some form and has been perhaps kept locked up by the family since then as, as some kind of private shame. Oh. Do you think he lived here? I, I do wonder, yes, because it did seem like that door downstairs was locked up, and if there's a mattress up here, I suppose this is oh. this is as good a place as any to, to hide a, a family embarrassment. Yes, do you think Charlotte was just giving her, her other brother a little visit then? What do you think his name is? If Alex is his twin, then surely, um, do you think they like alliteration, or do you think they like rhyming? It's one of the two. Well, I wonder, based on his father's reaction when I tried to draw this out of him, whether they have bothered naming the boy at all. Oh. He did seem to rather want to pretend that the boy doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, would you stop breathing down my neck? I don't like that. I, I, I thought that was you. I don't make such noises. It wasn't you. Well... If your, your, your nostrils do seem to make some rather odd noises. <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? Hello, show yourself. Silence answers you, and you realize it's neither of you breathing, but because you've perhaps drawn slightly closer to the room at the end of the hall, you don't need a listen roll now to hear breathing coming from the end of the hall. Charlotte? Uh, young Master Budley? You can make a spot hidden in this room before you leave it, if you wish. No, no. <laughs> Looking down the hall. No. <laughs> it's books. Why would they do a spot hidden? <laughs> Why bother engage with any of my lore? Um, I mean, sure, sure. A quick, a quick spot hidden. Sure. It's a fail. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's books, I guess. Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross actually wrote out a manuscript. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> point to that candelabra. I'm going to grab your, your hand, Captain John Stone's hand with the candelabra and like sort of direct it towards the sound, the end of the hall. Yes. And you just see the anonymous door there at the end of the hall, and you can hear from behind it labored breathing. Um, Miss, uh, Miss Meadows Radcliffe, uh, Razzlebury, um, uh, uh, please, please take, 
Take the candelabra and, um... Okay. He draws his sabre. Uh, let... Please stand behind me, just in case there's danger. Oh, certainly, yes. I'm I'm gonna pull out my dueling pistol at this point. <laughs> um, uh, yes, go ahead. I'll just be back here. <laughs> All right. Well, I shall move forwards carefully and ease the door open. As you do so, you're looking across a room. There is a four-poster bed at the other side, draped in in gauzy uh, drapery. There, there's like a little vanity against one wall. There are carpets on the ground, and it seems, sounds like someone is, someone is sleeping in that bed. There's a little uh, lamp next to it. There are more books. Boring. Um, and there are... Wow. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> and this is what you see. Oh, so oh, it's just someone sleeping. Someone's having trouble, right? So, uh, uh, Master Budley, Master Budley, is is that you? Who's who's there? I, uh, I I'm a friend of your father's. Is everything quite all right? We we heard the sounds. We thought you were in distress. My, my father. But my father's been dead these many years. This is a woman's voice. It seems very strained. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm sorry. Who are you? Who let you in here? Oh. We're, we're attending a ball down down in the main building. Uh, you? No, 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 Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, led us over here. She told us to meet her. Charlotte. Charlotte Budley? Charlotte should know her place. And Charlotte should know never to come. Here, if you are friends of Charlotte, then you should go. And in the heat, did my husband let you in here? Oh, oh no. Mrs. Buckley, perhaps. Oh, we shall go. We should go. I'm going to grab Captain Stone and back out of the room. Mrs. Butley, I, uh, as, as Captain Stone... Or stay, if you'd like. ...being dragged away. So, Miss, Mrs. Butley, uh, is your son around here? But tonight, tonight my son makes his debut. Uh, Mrs. Butley... Tonight, all our labours... Come to fruition. Mrs. Budley, which, which son? A hand breaks through the, the cloth and begins to pull it aside. Which son, Mrs. Budley? I've exited the room. <laughs> and if... With the candles. Our little, our little Alex does not. We, what's the saying? An heir and a spare... And Captain John Stone, in the dying light of the candle, as she pulls it away, you see an emaciated face, 
of a woman who is severely sickly. Someone who's being sucked dry of her vital essence. And as the curtain draws back, you can see the light dying in her sunken eyes, but it's hard to even look at those. Mm. Because as she withdraws it, you see a tumescent and grotesquely distended torso and impossibly large. It looks like the thorax of an insect. It bulges at intervals and flops obscenely over the bedclothes. And as, as the light perishes, you can see a vaguely human face press against the inner surface of her <laughs> belly, um, catching the light like, it's like, because of our immaculate conception. And roll sanity, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bright. Uh, disappointingly, I passed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are robust. If you doesn't know you're here, then I'm afraid you shan't have the pleasure of leaving. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I do not like this. Uh, I start walking down the hall. Captain, be damned. If- yeah, the captain... <laughs> The captain is torn at the moment because this woman, for all the threatening sound she's making, she also seems to be in distress. And the the chivalrous side of him does not want to abandon her. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can be torn literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think he's dithering in the doorway. Great. Well, as you're dithering, uh, Miss Emma Wentworth, they have to stay. You have to make sure they stay. (laughs) Of course. Yes. As you push aside the plank in that chamber, covered in boring, dull, and dusty old tomes that only a total nerd would want to read. (laughs) Total nerd. (laughs) You step out knowing that they have to stay here. Of course. Step out into the hallway. Down the hall, being like, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Wentworth, James, James, hello, hello. <laughs> Miss Radcliffe. You have to see this. It's incredible. <laughs> what have you seen? It's a ventriloquism act. How would you describe it, Emma? Oh, have you come with me? Strange. <laughs> she went into the wall, so I think you probably would have come around the conventional way, unless you followed them into the wall. No, uh... Uh, what what did that look like to James? <laughs> was that sanity roll territory, or did it look like it was voluntary? <laughs> Let's say it is sanity roll territory, since you opened the door to me. Because <laughs> there was something going into the nose, I think. Yep. Um, I failed with a seventy-one. Great. That's that's good for me. Um, <laughs> uh, you lose two points of sanity, and. Um, you kind of come a race around the opposite direction, groping your way, kind of shaking off what you saw. And now you're suddenly seeing Emma Wentworth emerge backing uh, into the backing up body of Miss uh, uh, Radcliffe Meadows Razzleby. And... <laughs> oh, thank goodness I've seen you. Oh, did, what, what is going on? This place is quite strange. I don't think this is uh, any way to have fun. Oh, Miss Radcliffe, you're mistaken. If I'm close enough to Miss Radcliffe and she's still holding the candelabra, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, snuff those lights. 
Ooh. What on <laughs> Excellent. earth are you doing, Miss Wentworth? <laughs> oh, we mustn't disturb things. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, is there a way to relight these candles? <laughs> well, let's see. Do you, um, look in your inventory and you tell me if you have a zippo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I can carry in my carpet bag. Could I have matches in there? Sure. Yes. Uh, roll luck. Roll luck, please. <laughs> okay. It's a drafty house. That's my luck at now. Okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pass. If you take the matches out and you look like you're going to light them, Emma's hand will kind of cover your hand. Mrs. Radcliffe, don't you see? To be seen is to be in danger. Can I do a psychology roll? Yes. <laughs> After spending this evening with Miss Wentworth. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's uh, that's a hard success. Miss Emma Wentworth is not herself. <laughs> you, you've seen con artists. You've been a con artist. You've seen people put on airs. You saw Mr. Keene downstairs who was putting on a mask of society. But Miss Emma Wentworth doesn't look like she's putting on a mask. Miss Emma Wentworth looks like a puppet. It looks like something is speaking through her. Miss Wentworth, I will have none of this. And I'm pointing my gun at her now. If I still have the flintlock pistol, then that's raised at you oh, <laughs> as well. A duel. A duel. <laughs> oh, a duel indeed my favorite thing. <laughs> Miss Radcliffe, it does not have to be this way. And I start stepping back one, two, <laughs> <laughs> counting. <laughs> So oh, wow. I get ready to duel. Uh, the sound, the chimes of midnight sound from down there. We are having a duel. We are having a duel indeed. <laughs> You see, it all works out. <laughs> and I would just like to shoot her before I finish my count. Okay, I mean, uh, you both have guns drawn, so people with firearms, they just, whoever has the highest decks, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, mine's 50. It's not great. Mine's 70. There you go. You could, for a duel, you could have them roll against their decks if you want to give each of them a chance. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you both roll against your decks and see who... Passes and who fails. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just wrote a one. It's you. <laughs> you can go. I pass, but not like that. <laughs> Perhaps because of my unsportsmanlike, I, I turned before I finished the count, you know. <laughs> you were f practically face to face. Like you're both firing off and you also succeeded. So I think this is maybe a glancing shot. I think I'll adjudicate this by having you take a D3 damage, like half. I should be taking 1D3 damage, right? Emma Wentworth is taking 1D6 damage. Ms. Radcliffe is taking 1D3 damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Six damage. Nice. Uh, plus one. Boop. You both rolled the maximum. <laughs> Good lord. And I'm imagining James did not see this manifesting because all the lights are out, right? So do you see this, James Pym? Uh, there is no candle, of course, but you do see the gunpowder flaring up. And in the light, you see the crazed eyes of uh, Emma Wentworth and uh, the defensive eyes of Ms. Radcliffe <laughs> suddenly silhouetted in this dark hallway by their pistol shots as they maybe both crumple to the ground as hot lead enters both of them. Yes. Uh, I'm still gonna, as I crumple to the ground the next time I'm doing those, gonna light one of these candles so I can see something. In the light of your candle, you can see 
coming out of the uh, door where all the papers were, <laughs> what you take at first to be a large insect. <laughs> it seems to have like oh, no. a bunch of legs kind of crawling on the ground. But then you see that like it's connected to an arm. What you thought was an insect is in fact a hand and a bulky and dark shape before your match burns out. <laughs> this thing that could in no way be considered human and unlike any animal you've ever seen. And the only thing that flashes in your mind aside from its bizarre and sort of distended proportions, the finger joints which seem to have too many knuckles is that it has teeth. It has teeth as the darkness overtakes you again <laughs> as the match burns out. No! And in the meantime, not seeing that, James has thrown himself to Miss Wentworth since <laughs> she kind of chose him to go to the mm -hmm. other room. So he's going to try to I mean, try to work on her, <laughs> maybe do some first aid. Great. So uh, roll your first aid. And I have a sewing kit. <laughs> well, as he's attending to, um, I, I'll look at James and I'll say, James, Miss Radcliffe is simply not herself. You must restrain her. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. But but first, I've rolled a two on my first aid. Whoa. <laughs> oh, excellent. So, uh, stabilized. Thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank God. <laughs> what would you like to do, uh, Captain John Stone? We haven't touched base with you in a while. Gunshots have gone off. <laughs> yeah, so Captain Stone may be completely oblivious to this because what he wants to do is, having seen this woman, is he, he realizes that she's in dire straits. She's emaciated. There's something wrong with her abdomen. She clearly needs help. So his plan is, I don't know how well this is going to come off, in the dark to try to... Uh, grab hold of her and and support her, uh, frog march her, and try to take it downstairs to the ball to see whether there's a doctor there who can help her. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so you 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 go over to um, Mrs. Budley. Indeed. Throwing open the bedclothes. And you are presented once again with this horrific sight. Upon closer inspection, you can see like, her abdomen is just like overflowing from what the size that it should be. It is, it could not be more wrong. And she looks up at you with sunken eyes in, the, in, in a skeletal face. No, you have to go. Uh, Mrs. Badley, you have been done a great wrong, and we must try to put this right. And and he's putting a strong arm around her shoulders and just trying to march her out of the room. As, as you do, her skin is just like paper. You can tell that the, the, the body is so frail, but that the heft of, of the rest of her body is, it, it'll be very hard to move her without injuring her. I, I wonder if I wonder if I can carry her in my arms then, or if she's too large. You don't understand. You don't understand. It, it is a blessing. He, he found it. He found it and used it. You are feverish, madam. We we must find you a doctor. And he called to the angels that they might find me beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. You, you are, you are absolutely beautiful, madam. Yes. Do not, do not worry yourself. Let, let, let us find you a doctor. We have this 
is the new uh, annunciation. We yes, yes, the the annunciation is 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 carrying on downstairs. We must we must go there at once. And you are dragging her across the floor. And uh, <laughs> um, if I can, I'm going to try scooping her up in my arms. And great, uh, yeah, roll strength. Okay, I at least. Captain's reasonably strong. Yes, that is a success. I actually passed a roll. Nice. <laughs> can I can I just put out there that um, if he comes within arm's reach of me, uh, I want to grab for his legs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, you're just straining under the weight, not of Mrs. Budley, but this this thing or these things that are that are parasitically attached to her. Mm. As you struggle through the door. Ms. Radcliffe, there is something that is almost upon you. This thing is moving towards you. Yeah, I would like to scurry and just kind of try to, like, barrel towards the stairs, basically. Great. Super. Uh, roll, roll your dexterity. Okay. Please, Miss Radcliffe, don't go. We had such a good rapport. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a pass. It's a success. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> got a, I got a, a hard success. So the, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. suddenly you are feeling on your back, the tendril like joints of this thing as no. it closes itself around you. And you just hear in your ear coming out of an inhuman mouth. No, 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 no. I can't have this. <laughs> Can I, um, I have one last, one last item. <laughs> Can I throw some pocket sand into the uh, face? Shasha! <laughs> roll to throw sand. Do a throw roll. <laughs> we were all waiting to hear what it would be, and it couldn't have been any better. <laughs> Bless the, the Patreon user that suggested pocket sand. That is a uh, failure if this is a throw roll. Because <laughs> I can't see, I'm just throwing it back. Okay. Um, a now considerably sandier creature is now grappling with you. It's, ooh, it's gritty. It gets everywhere. It's, um, Be gone, beast. It, it is upon you. It is upon you. Um, and you're, you're feeling, once again, this digit of some kind going up into you, into your mouth, like probing oh against the... Into your ear. Um, <laughs> There's only one thing I allow up my nose. <laughs> Can I attempt to um, do something here, or is it too late? Please, tr tr do something. Try to do yeah, one-ditch thing. Yeah, well, could I just try that it's on me just shooting it? Go for it. Shoot, shoot away. I'm rooting for you, Josephine, and also it would be hilarious if you did fumble right now. That would be hilarious, so. It's a success. A regular success. Bang, yeah, do your do your damage. Seven Ooh. damage. Nice. Cool. <laughs> um, this thing, like, lets go of you for a second, and you, you feel, like, unconstrained. I'm gonna try and scramble and run for it again. Great. Um, you're all mad. You're all mad. I thought I was mad, but you're all mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of madness, I feel like after that, you should probably roll sanity again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a failure on the uh, sanity roll. <laughs> Great. That's four sanity loss for you. 
Oh. Okay. 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 And yes. Uh, it has fallen off of you and basically tripped onto uh, James Pym. Uh, <laughs> he was distracted. He, let her go, Miss Wentworth. She hurt you. She. It's. You're safe now with me. <laughs> <laughs> My dear Mr. Pym, you simply must stop her. And this thing is already on you, uh, James Pym. Your, your, your attention turned toward uh, Miss Wentworth. You suddenly feel something sink into the flesh of your back. Miss Radcliffe! <laughs> <laughs> John Stone, are you making it all the way down to the ballroom we're trying to? That is my plan, yes, to, to stagger into the ballroom mid-dance, clutching uh, Mrs. Mrs. Budley in my arms, shouting for a doctor. <laughs> Excellent. So um, let's see if, encumbered thus, you can outrun the thing that is coming towards you. Roll dexterity at disadvantage. I will roll dexterity for this thing, and uh, we'll see who makes it. I've got an ordinary success. I think I also have an ordinary success. So then it goes to the higher decks, yes? Yeah, my dex is 70. Great. And this thing's dex is 80. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. That's extremely close. I think, I think, um, oh, the young, uh, um, Radcliffe, etc., bursts out of the door and is like dashing out of the building. Yes, is that your this your goal? Uh, <laughs> yes, and is out into the heath, into the rain, and we perhaps see like an old woman, like in the in the woods, watching you <laughs> as you hasten away. Oh God! You see the light of the ballroom. Uh, right ahead of you, Captain John Stone. Um, after everything you've experienced, finally you can save this one person. People have died in your arms in the, in the fields of the Peninsular War, but this one is going to make it. <laughs> and right as you're about to get to the door that opens from the West Wing into the ballroom, the figure of Hugh Budley appears at the door. He's like, Captain Stone, leaving so soon. <laughs> And the door shuts in your face and you hear a lock as suddenly hands, or at least they could only be described vaguely as hands, these <laughs> things close around your shoulders as suddenly the breath quickens and you hear Mrs. Budley say, They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> And I will say that, like, perhaps <laughs> weeks later, wherever you've uh, landed, Miss Radcliffe, whatever you're <laughs> trying to do, um, whoever you're trying to scam. She's trying to pawn off this stone she took. <laughs> I love it. You're at an appraiser's, perhaps, looking at this thing. Like, I've never seen its like before. Um, I mean, I can melt the silver out of it, but um, I can't make either air of these... Uh, these uh, markings. Um, oh, I know. Peculiar things came from dreadful, dreadful house. And and uh, there's another little guy with um with little spectacles who's kind of looking at it with this appraiser. Uh, it seems to be uh um of course Egyptian, Coptic, Greek, and on this other side, I if I if I wasn't uh unless I'm mistaken, this seems to be a, a rather antiquated form of perhaps um it looks similar to uh perhaps ancient Hebrew. Uh, the others, I, I don't quite, quite know. Um, 
If can you read it? The Greek. Uh, I can just just begin to speak it out. Um, and in those days, the angels became enamored of the daughters of men, uh, and they they lay with the daughters of men, and there were giants in those days. Uh, this is, I mean, this is from the Genesis, I believe, but it goes on uh, that these watchers may be summoned with the key that we may give birth to angels once again. Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is strange indeed. I will take anything you will give for it um, and be on my way. (laughs) Um, Yes, of course. I I should think that uh, uh, we'll find a, uh, give you a good price to part with it. I I dare say I should like to uh, pour over it for a time as he's looking at it with increasingly wild eyes. And as we move out of that antiquarian shop across the street, we can see, with their jaws hanging slack, some other familiar faces <laughs> who are looking at you. The faces of <laughs> Captain John Stone. Oh. Miss Emma Wentworth. No. Mr. James Pym. <laughs> Holding a recipe for Pym's cup. <laughs> 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 As we go past that, perhaps we see that like uh, the society pages are saying that a brilliant match has been made, the charming Alexander uh, Budley to uh, Jane Prevost and a uh, Canadian heiress. Oh, that you'll uh, swell the coffers of the Budley family and and bring them back to their their rightful place in both aristocratic title and fiduciary stability. But this, of course, is no surprise. Any single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. <laughs> oh, my God. And that is where we'll leave it. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. Ross, that was amazing. Oh, yeah, that was Ross. really good. Yes. Everybody. Amazing. That had everything <laughs> one could want from a Regency evening. <laughs> so good. Awesome. You do, you do you do a frighteningly good West Country accent. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to ain't slayed nobody plus at apple podcasts nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber see our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers thank you and good luck out there <laughs>